Welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. Several years ago, when my knees were much younger <laughs> and I could run a lot faster and jump a lot higher, I played college basketball. And it was fun, it was hard work, and it was also a little bit miserable. But I think it was miserable because I made it miserable. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I was so worried about making mistakes that I allowed it to stunt my potential. I allowed the fear of making a mistake kind of keep me stuck. It kept me sidelined sometimes. It kept me feeling a lack of. It kept me comparing myself to others. It wasn't great. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because we have sometimes that same fear, the fear of making mistakes surrounding our own homes. I hear it so many times. I see it so many times. This idea that I really, really want to make change in my home. I pin all the time or I look at really pretty pictures on Instagram all the time and I gather all these sources of information and I listen to the podcast and I read the books and I go check out things at the library and I think about starting, but I don't because I don't want to make a mistake. And that mistake might be a money-making mistake, a money-spending mistake, but that's actually not the mistake we're talking about today. In today's episode, we are talking about the fear of making a mistake in a design decision that making your home look worse off than it is currently. And if you make a mistake, if you take a risk and it goes sour or it goes south, oh boy, what are we going to do about it? So today, friends, I am teaching you the five P's of moving past the fear of making mistakes. We don't want to sit in that fear anymore. We want to move forward and into action. So how do you do that? And how do you do that with confidence, even if it is small confidence? That's what we're talking about. Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. One of the trends of this year was making brave, bold decisions. And that's easy for all these designers to say. That's easy when the home design magazines and all the blogs are pointing out, yeah, just make big, big, cha big changes, big choices, big, big, bold. That's very easy to say when it's not your home. When it is your home, that translation can get lost. It can get lost because sometimes big or bold means a lot of money. Sometimes big or bold means uncomfortable. And that's where we're landing today. That uncomfortable feeling of making a change, not knowing if it's going to make whatever your starting point is better or if it's going to make it worse. I was just talking to someone today about the idea of painting a piece of furniture. 
And this piece of furniture is one that they are not necessarily fond of in the color that it is. The way that it sits against the foundation of their walls doesn't really look great. She doesn't like it. It makes it look dirty. Not the walls, but the piece of furniture. And she is two seconds from getting rid of it. She doesn't like it that much, and there's no other space for it in her home. And the choice is, go ahead, just get rid of it. Go ahead, just live with it. Or go ahead and make a bold choice. Make a brave move. Make a big choice. And that big choice that we're contemplating is painting it. What is the worst that can happen if you're going to get rid of it anyway, if you don't have space for it anyway, what is the worst that can happen if you paint it and you don't like it? You could still get rid of it, right? That is kind of the bottom line here. And I do want us to remember when we are making those bold decisions, those big moves, those big, what seem like big decisions for us, when we're making that, I always want you to have at the very back of your mind, but what is the worst thing that can happen? What is the worst thing that can happen? Okay, you spent a little bit of money making that change and you're not going to recoup that money. Maybe the worst that can happen is that you are going to have to live with it a little while longer until you can change it back to the way it was. Maybe the worst that can happen is that you have someone come over and they turn up their nose at the choice you made. Maybe the worst that can happen is that you end up living with it. In the grand scheme of things, the worst that can happen when you make a big choice, a bold choice, it's not really life altering, right? It's not going to necessarily affect what food you put on your table or how you care for your kids or how you show up to your greater community. It's not going to affect those things. So keeping that in perspective is one of the important things here before we even get started in our five P's. But I want to take note too, before I tell you what they are, I want you to take note of this idea of big choice or bold move. And I'm going to continue using those terms because that is in reference to the trend that's happening this year. Take bold action. But friends, I want to make it very clear that sometimes when we are in that place of stuckness, when we have landed there and been so afraid of making a a mistake, a decision because we're thinking it's going to be the wrong one, sometimes bold move is just painting your walls. Sometimes bold move is moving your furniture. Sometimes a big choice is hanging curtains where there weren't curtains. It doesn't have to be knocking down a wall to be a bold move. It doesn't have to be adding a second a secondary space to be a big choice. It doesn't have to be any of these big audacious things that we find ourselves drawn to or or gravitating towards on Instagram or Pinterest. It doesn't have to be those. It could. But today I'm talking to those of you who are, are standing in that stillness, who have wanted change in their home, who are three steps away from taking it, but you still stay stuck. You still stay in inaction because that bold move for you, even though it might look like a little choice for someone else, is a big one. All right, are you ready? The five P's for moving you out of stuckness into action if you are worried about making a mistake. Number one, (laughs) number one, petite or puny. 
whatever word you want to say here. Basically, we're thinking small. I want you to think about a small project, a small one. If your small project means hanging a curtain, fantastic, do that. If your small project means going into a bathroom, great, do that. When you start small, you build confidence. When you start small, you see that momentum happening, the momentum shifting. When you start small, you see, you see the change. And that change can motivate you and spur you on to making other more bold choices. And sometimes those more bold choices can be a little bit more brave, a little bit bigger, a little bit more audacious, and I am using air quotes here, but a little bit something more than you haven't done before. Starting small is pivotal here. If you're wanting to make change and you've been thinking, I don't want to make a big mistake, don't start in your living room. Don't change your entire color palette. Start in your bathroom. How can you build confidence in one small room in your home? Start in your pantry. Start in your closet. Start somewhere where there is a small area space that you can make change. And as you are thinking about the change that you're going to be making in that area, this is the time where you learn that new skill. Maybe the skill is painting. Maybe the skill is using a cordless screwdriver so that you can hang your curtains. Maybe the skill is building that shelf so that you can put it into your closet. Maybe the skill is hanging wallpaper. Whatever that skill is, now is the time to do it because you're learning it in a small capacity. And when you see that very small action taken, it's like throwing a stone into a lake. You see that ripple and that ripple gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Be brave, start small. It doesn't even need to be a place that, that someone coming over needs to see. Just a place that you need to see. So that every time you go into that room, you are reminded of, hey, I did that. Hey, what was the worst that could happen? Not a whole lot because I actually love it. <laughs> All right, number two. Number two is pin. Now you might be thinking automatically of pinning on Pinterest. And yes, you can. And yes, you should to gain inspiration. But I want you to think about pin in terms of pinning on a corkboard pinning pieces of inspiration in an area that is going to grab your attention in a place where you can put all of your ideas in one space so that you can take a look at the ideas and the possibilities of what your room or your space or, or your area could become before you take action. But here's where I want to caution you because so many of us spend so much time on Pinterest. Raise your hand if this is you. You spend so much time on Pinterest, you go there to think, I'm ready to have a brand new fresh start in my living room. So you, I was going to say Google, but you pingle, <laughs> I don't know, you, you search on Pinterest, you search beautiful living rooms or living rooms with green couches or living rooms with velvet couches or whatever your search term is, you search that on Pinterest and those images populate and you get so excited because wow you are inundated by these all these beautiful pictures and you pin and you pin and you pin and you pin and you get inspired and there is no lack of inspiration here but then it just sits okay how many of you are raising your hand yeah i see you i see you over there in the back raising your hand saying yep that's exactly me i have all the beautiful pins on pinterest but i have not done anything to them anything with them. 
okay, a couple things. One is you are using Pinterest in the most basic form and you can use Pinterest in to your advantage in order to understand your design style. You can do that. I teach all about that in Home Design 101. But what's happening is you are gathering inspiration. You're recognizing beautiful pictures, beautiful rooms, and that's great, but we need to take that recognition a step further. We need to analyze and digest the images we're seeing so that we can understand our style. Now, that's not what I'm wanting you to do here if you're worried about making a mistake, but I am just, I'm digressing a little bit. What I want you to think about is when you're wanting to make change, to think about just like we would have when we were younger and we made the little pin boards and we had all the important things pinned on our little pegboard or our little corkboard or our little, remember the phase when we had those stuffed little, I don't even know what they were called. They were kind of like cork boards, but they had a fabric covering and they had a cushy middle, kind of like a pin cushion, that on your wall. We're going to pin images here and you can get them from a magazine. You can print them off from a Google search or a Pinterest search. You can get them from there and you can pin onto this board and that's allowing you to see the big picture, but you are not pinning every single picture that you see. You're not cutting out and and posting on there every single picture because you want to be a little bit microscopic here. So if we're focusing on our small project and our small project is our bathroom, I want you to think about the wall color and you're going to maybe pin a picture of a wall color that you really like onto that, onto that. Can we just agree to call it a mood board? We're going to make it a mood board. And then maybe you want to have a new light fixture. And you're going to find a light fixture that you like, and you're going to put it onto that mood board. And maybe you want a new rug or some new hand towels, and you're going to grab the images of those things and see, oh yeah, that does look good with that wall color. Oh yeah, that does look good with that light fixture. And you're going to pin them on your mood board. The idea here is that you are not just gathering information. You're not just pinning for pinning's sake. You're trying to see how all of these items look good or not when they're put together. How does that color look with the color of my countertop? How does that light fixture look with, oh, hmm, I'm trying to change metals here. I have a copper light that I like, but I have stainless steel fixtures. Does that look good together? You're getting an idea of the big picture. You are sourcing an inspiration, but you're doing more than that. You are narrowing down that inspiration into an actual mood board. How do these images look put together for you? Do you like what you see? And if you don't, change out some of the elements. Change out some of the colors, the designs, the textures, the styles. Change it out to see how you like it. Because ultimately, this is your home, right? You need to be happy with the choices that you make. But in this one step, you are eliminating this idea of, I want to make change and I'm going to go to the store. You're eliminating that step of, you don't have a plan. This right here is part of making a plan. All right, number three, you're going to practice. How many of you have listened to all the podcasts? You listen to mine, you listen to others, you listen to as many as you can get your hands on because it's inspiring. It's fun to listen to. You get, you get really great ideas. 
you store those ideas in a place, maybe on Pinterest too. You are subscribing to all the pretty home accounts on Instagram. You gather all the information. Now it's time to practice. Now it's time to put one foot in front of the other. Now it's time to get out that paintbrush. Now it's time to stop the gathering and to start the doing. You can do it. Remember, you're starting in that one small space. So now it's time to practice. Number four is partner. I want you to grab a partner for this project. You know that if you have been standing on the sidelines for a while now and you've been thinking, I really want to make change. I just don't know where to start. I really want to make change. I just am afraid of making the mistake. I really want to grab a partner. That partner could be your best friend who's wanting to do the same thing and you guys can keep each other accountable. Maybe your partner is not wanting to do it. Maybe your partner has already made change in her home and you love what she's done. Take her out to coffee, pick her brain, see what steps she has taken in order to step out of that place of stuckness and into action. What motivated her finally to move forward? How did she learn what she learned? And can she help you? Can you offer to maybe cook her one meal a week for the next month so that she can help you with your project? Gosh, that would be a trade I would do. (laughs) Maybe your partnership is taking a class or a workshop. Maybe your partnership is finally choosing one person to take advice from, to say, you know what, I'm going to actually just read that one book because I like her design style. I like that design sensibility or that one blog, or that one podcast, or that one YouTube channel, whatever it is, you're finding that one source of inspiration. Because when you have so many cooks in the kitchen, yeah, I don't need to tell you what happens when we have so many cooks in the kitchen, but you're finding that partner for support. And if it's me, I would absolutely be honored. I would absolutely be thrilled to guide you through that. I'll put the link for Home Design 101 inside of the show notes. So if you are ready to step out of stuckness and into action, I would love to guide you. So I'll put that link in the show notes. But if you're ready now, you can go to figandfarmathome.com forward slash home hyphen design hyphen 101. All right. And the fifth thing is patience. I want you to remember this. As you were teaching your kiddos, if you have kiddos, as you were teaching your kiddos how to use a fork or a spoon or how to get dressed for themselves or ride their bike, tie their shoes, you probably showed a lot of patience for that. You probably, if you were like me and my middle child, who I absolutely love dearly, you probably had to have more patience than any other time because you were waiting as we got the process started and then we got distracted by the cute little butterfly that was going by. Or maybe we got started with the riding the bike and then we got distracted by, oh, that tire, how is that tire working? And we want to go figure out how that tire is working. (laughs) You have to practice patience when you're learning a new skill. You do. Remember tech? Remember, Remember trying to learn how to text? How many of you were learning how to text? Now, some of you are much younger than I am. And bless you, you just grew up with it. You, you were like born ha- knowing how to do it. But for me, and some of you like me, my age, 
you had to be taught by a teenager, like, why, why, why would I need to learn how to text? Why would I do that instead of call someone? Please tell me. And you had to have a little bit of patience as you learned and you fumbled through the big thumbs in order to send a text message. You can relate this to absolutely anything that you've learned and you're, you're, we're not done learning. We are constantly learning. And if you are done learning, we just aren't. We aren't. There's always something new, right? There's a new technology that you want to bring into your home. There's a new skill that you need to learn for your job. There's a new parenting skill that you want to apply for your kiddo. There's all kinds of things we are constantly learning and this is not any different. Design is absolutely teachable. It's absolutely teachable. But just like anything, unless it comes naturally to you, which I'm guessing it doesn't because you're constantly learning here on the show and you've constantly been holding back, staying stuck in inaction, unless it comes natural to you, it does need to be a process that you engage in. Just like you would have if you were learning how to cook a brand new dish for dinner. So allowing yourself a little bit of grace in that time, allowing yourself a little bit of the, the opportunity to make a mistake. What happens when we make a mistake? You, you change from that. You grow from that. But we don't know how to fix it if we don't even start in the first place. So giving yourself that patience, that grace, the freedom to make a mistake, the opportunity to make a mistake. I just yesterday wrapped up my basketball season with my middle school boys. In case you're wondering, we won in overtime. It was so much fun. But one of the things I always tell them is that I don't expect you guys to be perfect. In fact, I I expect you not to be. You are middle school boys. You have a lot to learn here. But what I do expect is that you will make a mistake. Now, what you do with that mistake is going to differentiate between how you do, how you grow, how you move forward, and how you stay stuck. This is a speech I give to all of my athletes. It's a speech I'm giving to you right now. Allowing yourself the opportunity to make a mistake when you're trying something new, that is okay. But if you've been wanting to have change in your home and you stay in that place of inaction, that's a mistake you can't fix. Not because you don't want to, but because you're unwilling to. If you step into action, even if you make a mistake, it's going to be okay because it's one step forward. And remember, what is the worst that can happen? You have to redo it. You have to go back and undo the thing that you just did to go back to where you were. That's okay. That's all right. Because in that action, you are recognizing that you didn't like it. And that is progress forward, friends. It is. Okay, I'm off my soapbox for today. Friends, we all desire a home that we love coming home to. If you think about how many hours we spend in our homes in any given day, any given week, any given month and year, it is a lot of time. It is a lot of time. And you deserve a home that delights you, that feels like when you come home after work, it feels like a warm embrace, like a warm hug. You deserve that. So friends, I am encouraging you to step forward and it is okay to make a mistake. You have one big cheerleader here waiting for you to say yes to action. One big cheerleader here waiting to say, hey, I am here if you need that support system. 
come into the Facebook group, ask a question if you have a question, come into the course if you are ready to dive deep in. I'm here for it. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.